We're talking Bears football here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black. Adam Abdallah has the night off. Taking your calls for the next hour right here on ESPN 1000, talking Bears at 312-332-3776. It's Bears Packers week, meat and cheese week. That's right. The Bears are 3-9. and nine. Their quarterbacks hurt. The Packers are 4-8. and eight. Their quarterbacks hurt. Get amped for Sunday. Let's go. Does that do that for you? Does that get you excited? Man, I hope Justin Fields plays. <laughs> if Justin Fields doesn't play this week and it's Trevor Simeon going against uh, Jordan Love on the lakefront, boy, is that going to be a tough game to sit through. I mean, Jordan Love looked okay last night, 6 of 9, 113 yards, a touchdown in, in comeback duty when Aaron Rodgers left the game. But a couple of weeks ago, we were kind of starting to set our sights on a Bears offense finally looking a little bit better, scoring more points than the Green Bay Packers. And I would like to see that on Sunday. We saw the Eagles last night run the football very well. They were in the football 49 times for 600 and or uh, 363 yards. That's, that's the, the, the Packers could be ran upon. And the Bears are the best rushing team in the NFL. I want to see a good game, and I want to see the quarterbacks play. And we'll find out on Wednesday uh, what happens and what the status is for Justin Fields. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it. I kind of feel like if he almost gave it a go against the Jets, there could be a possibility of him playing this week. Uh, there are those uh, out there that would also like him to just take the extra week and uh, recover and then also have the bye week following the Packers game and then be ready to go for the final four weeks of the season. I understand both points, uh, but I'm going to the game, and I would like to see the quarterback play. Uh, I don't care if that's selfish, but seeing two backups go head-to-head on the lakefront isn't going to be uh, fantastic. Uh, I'd rather see Aaron Rodgers go against Justin Fields. I think that would be a fun, unique matchup in this series because usually the Packers have the upper hand, Both teams stink. The Bears might have the ability to score more on the Packers' defense than the Packers would be on the Bears' offense. I I think it would be a good situation. I'm also talking to you about the top three needs for this offseason. You watched the game yesterday. The Jets win 31-10. The Bears get blown out. Last time the Bears were blown out was against the Cowboys. They played some close games, but as you're sitting there watching the game yesterday, think to yourself, what are the top needs for this Bears team? I think number one is a wide receiver, top-level wide receiver. Number two, I would go with an edge rusher. The Bears can't get to the quarterback. They have to get to the quarterback to be successful next season. And number three, a left tackle. I I think all three are important, but number one to me would be the wide wide receiver. You look at other top offenses in the league, they all have top-level wide receivers, except for the Chiefs. But I think that the Chiefs are a little bit different. They're an outlier. They have the best quarterback in football, They have a great tight end. They have a a collection of wide receivers. You can almost go four to five deep. They're all playmaker-type guys. Uh, I I think the Chiefs are the one team that they don't need the number one wide receiver. Everyone else has one. The Dolphins, the Bengals, the Vikings, the Bills, the the, uh, Dallas Cowboys, who who are a running team. They have a number one wide receiver in CeeDee Lamb. All of the teams at the top, fighting for a championship this season, all have number one wide receivers, except for the Chiefs. So what are your top three needs? You can call me at 312-332-3776. Jerry in Chicago. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jerry? 
Uh, what's up, Black? Uh, yeah, I, my my top three needs is edge rusher and corner. Uh, edge rusher, obviously, hopefully they can find it in the draft. But corner, I had I was this scenario just came in my head where um, uh, Tre'Davious White might be expendable with those two rookies in Buffalo playing real good at the cornerback position. Sure, I think he may be open on the market. Do you think that would be a good fit for the Bears? And I have a receiver question for you as well. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a good fit. I mean, there's there's so much. Um depth that's an issue with this team they're going to have to add so many new players so i i would say if you could acquire a stud player in the secondary you you absolutely try and do it cool and a receiver question well you said top receiver right but um obviously this guy's had a two past rough years new york giants we all know is going to release kenny galladay do you think a one-year flyer, maybe not as a number one, do you think that would be a good idea for the Bears, or is that kind of like the same type of receiver as Chase Claypool? That's all I have for you today. Yeah, yeah, that might be a, a good comparable. Thanks for the call, Jerry. Uh, as far as player goes, he's 29, Galladay, uh, 6'4", 213. Uh, this season, four receptions for 51 yards. I, I'd say... Here's ideally how it works in my head. You have all the pieces outside of the number one. If you land a number one wide receiver, you can then slot Mooney as your your number two, who's very good. Claypool's your three, big body, position guy. And then you have St. Brown, you have Pettis, and Pringle. I mean, it all kind of fits. Valus Jones, if you get anything from him, that's a sixth name there. But really, you're just missing the number one because Mooney becomes better with someone else who's a number one because now Mooney maybe plays some more of the slot and he has an ability to get mismatched on linebackers every once in a while. And I think that would be beneficial for Fields and for Mooney. I don't know. I don't know if you need someone like a Galladay. I, I think what you need is to chase the big fish and don't try and uh, fix this by, you know, the Nikhil Harrys or or you, you try and patchwork it and try and rehab someone into a number one. Go out and get the real deal. That, that's what they need. They need a true number one wide receiver. We go to Adam in Norwich. You're on ESPN 1000. Top three needs for the Bears. Adam, what do you think? Um, well, let's get this out of the way. All right. The number one need of the bears period is to beat the damn Packers this weekend. Yeah. That's number one. Yes. Um, even with backups, right? Uh, the, the draft positions be banned. Right. They, they need to beat the Packers this weekend. I don't care. And there's a lot of three and four lots teams out there. So there's a lot of shaking up to do as far as where the draft's going to end up anyway. Yes. They got to beat the damn Packers. That's number one. All right. Love it. So beyond that, it's like I I see a couple different scenarios as far as what they should go after. um, Because I think that the the dream situation is that we convince the Detroit Lions that they need a quarterback enough that they'll they'll trade both of their first round draft picks to us for our number two or three or whatever we end up with. um, Because then we could take an edge rusher and an offensive lineman in the first round. And I think that would be the ideal situation. But outside of that happening, I think that the uh, the top three things they should go after is going to be uh, edge rusher, defensive tackle, and uh, a cornerback, a shutdown cornerback. Mm. And the reason I say that is that it's like everybody's talking about, you know, offense, we need offensive help for this and that. But it's like if sure. you've not been paying attention to how many points they were scoring in those 
you, what was a four week span where they were getting uh, close to or over 30 points a game. I mean, as what a previous caller said, you know, the, the name of the game is you have to score more points than the other team. And it's like, yeah, well, that's cool. But if you're losing 33 to 37 every week, you know, it doesn't <laughs> right. matter how, how good your offense is. So, you know, defense is, is the number one. It's 1A, 1B, and 1C is defense, defense, defense. Because if we can't get that fixed, then, you know, we're not going to get very far. Now, if and I know I'm going on a little too long, but mm-hmm. the one thing I could say about a, uh offensive lineman is that, you know, uh, Justin Fields has been fantastic, but if he keeps playing the way that he's playing, he's got like a five-year shelf life on him. I mean, you know, he's got the life expectancy of a running back if he yeah. keeps doing all of yeah. this. And if he's not capable of sitting back in the pocket in, in order to be able to throw more passes, then he's not going to, you know, he could be the best quarterback the Bears ever had, but we only have him for like five seasons. So, you know, Cole, Cole Komet is amazing. Um, Mooney is a good wide receiver. He'd be the number on any of those teams that you mentioned that have a stud wide receiver. He'd be the number two wide receiver on yeah. any of those teams easily. Yeah, for and, sure. And I think that Chase Claypool has a lot of potential. Um, you know, I think that he could be even better than Mooney if we, you know, get him into the offense more. So to, if we're going to help this offense at all, it's just offensive line. We, we, you know, pick up some receivers, cool, but offensive line is what's going to fix this offense. I just hope that they can fix the defense first and then be able to do something with the line beyond that. Thanks for the call, Adam. Appreciate you. Yeah, you got it. All right, there's Adam in Norwich. I'd say this, I agreed with his point, but then as I started to think, I disagree with the point on the wide receivers. Uh, Mooney would not be a number two with the Bengals. Maybe maybe not even a number three. Uh, T. Higgins is absolutely a number two. If not, he's a number one. So the Bengals may have two number ones. Uh, you look at Miami, Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill. Mooney would be, okay, he'd be your three, I'm guessing there. Maybe some other. Is, is Mooney better than Adam Thielen with the Vikings and Justin Jefferson? Maybe he might be a three there. So, I mean, Mo- Mooney's good. And I think in a lot of situations, he, he's a solid number two. But there are some teams that pack extreme firepower at the wide receiver position. And uh, I think that's what the Bears need to look at. I, I think that's the next step for this offense. For me, it's all about wide receiver. I'll continue taking your calls at 312-332-3776. Top three needs. We're talking Bears with you. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. And now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. Talking Bears with Black here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tio? What's up, Chris? How are you doing? I'm good, man. What's going on? First of all, fight on, go USC. Fight on. How about that? Could you imagine that defense showed up against the the fighting Irish? They stopped the run. Who could have uh, ever have thought a defense that can't stop anybody to stop the fighting uh, fighting Irish on uh, on Saturday night? That was great. And Caleb Williams looked fantastic. Yes, sir. So. About my uh, 
the third uh, three needs that I we I need. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree with three you. needs. Sure. So, but my, I got a question to you about the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Bears finish right now with the second pick, yeah, and you not be able to trade, like no, you don't get no. Uh, so, if you could pick second, would you go pick uh, Will Anderson from uh, from Alabama or Will Carter from? Uh, Sorry, from Georgia. From uh, Jalen Carter, the uh, defensive lineman from Georgia, 6'3", 310 pounds. Yeah, so so to answer your question, Tio, here, here's the way I would approach it. My number one need is wide receiver. If you're stuck at two and you can't trade back, you have to yeah. pick at two. If you're not taking a quarterback in that situation and a generational talent like Will Anderson is on the board, I think you have to take him. My second need is an edge rusher. So even though I have wide receiver one, edge rusher two, if you could fill that need with Will Anderson, I would do that. I would prefer if you were in a spot maybe five or six in the top ten and you could go get a wide receiver. But if you're sitting at two and the Bears are stuck at two and you can't trade back, I go Will Anderson. I think that's the play. Okay. Thanks, man. Have a nice day. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the call, T.O. Appreciate you. 312-332-3776. Talking Bears football with you here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We go to Chase on the south side. Hello, Chase. Hey, Lex, what's happening, man? How was your holiday? Chase, what's up? What, man? What's going on? How was your holiday, man? It was good. Did you eat good? Yeah, I'm still eating good. We have so many leftovers. It's all I've eaten is stuffing. Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, and turkey. It's all I've had since Thursday. It's great. I can't eat no more of that. Like I got, I get tired of eating that by uh, by Saturday. I'm like, okay, now it's time. You got to think about it. By Christmas, thirty days later, you'll eat it again around Christmas. Uh, I, I, I prefer a little ham at Christmas. I go lighter on mm. the turkey when Christmas rolls around because I just gorge myself on it for Thanksgiving. So I go for the <laughs> other meats. You know, maybe there's a steak involved. Maybe there's a ham. Uh, that that's where I go for Christmas. Uh, Chase, when you're making your your leftover turkey uh, sandwich, what's a better situation, mayo or mustard? Because I drench uh, yellow mustard all over that turkey, and boy, is that good. I would prefer mustard because I don't eat mayo. I don't like mayonnaise. See, I'm Chase, not a mayo eater. I knew I knew that I liked you, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm but- anti mayo too. Yeah, I don't like mayo. I never did since I was little. I, I actually, to be honest with you, I don't like anything white. Like as far as like like mayonnaise, mayo, like potato salad. I don't see nothing that got mayo or anything. I like, agree. I any I any salad know. that's a sandwich, I agree. I'm out on uh, right. tuna salad, potato salad, all of that. If the if Cold the number flow. yeah, if the number one ingredient is mixing something in mayonnaise, I'm out. Totally agree. Now, they put mayonnaise in Portillo shakes, by the way, though. Yeah, and those are gross, too. Thank you, Nick. Those oh. are disgusting. I'm with you on that. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, but, Black, to tell you my three uh, concerning needs for the Bears, I would say more likely it's more so the, the, the line of scrimmage as far as the offensive line, defensive tackle, and, honest and true, I know you were saying wide receiver, but I would. I know Cole Komet has done well. He's played better. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like we need a tight. We need a U tight end. I think if we can get us like some like a like a Travis Kelsey tight end or sort of like a um, uh, I'm trying to think of the other tight end from Detroit, the, the one that got to the Vikings, Hawkinson type. 
uh, George Kittle type well, of isn't, tight end. Isn't that what Cole Komet's supposed to be? Well, Komet, the problem with Cole Komet is that he doesn't get separation. He He's not the athletic type of tight end that gets – I mean, he gets open off scheme. He doesn't get open off his ability or athleticism. We need a U, and you can move Cole Komet to the Y. So now, now you get steals more because I think if we – just like Lamar Jackson has Malik, uh, what's his name, Andrews. Mm-hmm. If you give Fields a tight end, sort of like that, that would help him more of his development. And also, I'm just, you know, I know I said left tackle, but I actually think we need a center. Did you see? Honestly, truth, did you watch the the, the Eagles and Packers game? Did yeah. you see Travis? Uh, not Travis Kelce, Jason Kelce. Did you see what he did? Do you see how the 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 how he moved guys and how he moves? Like, oh, yeah. I'm telling myself, like, if we had a center like that. That already because I feel like in the middle, the problem with the Bears' biggest weakness is that if you can't stop, if you can't protect the quarterback and you can't rush the quarterback, you're not going to win many games. It's just that simple. I mean, yep. to win in this league, you got to be able to rush the quarterback and you got to be able to protect the quarterback. So I believe that the most important thing the Bears got to do. Here's what I would do if I'm if I'm Paul's and I'm the GM, and I'm running this team. Here's what I would do: I would sign Orlando Brown from Kansas City. From free agency, I would sign Deron Payne, the Washington Commanders' uh, defensive tackle, and then you draft in the top ten. If, you, if, you, if they do decide to hold on to that pick, whatever is number two, number three, you go out and get you probably either that defensive tackle from Georgia, and then you can trade back and get a wide receiver. Now you just solve the majority of problems. Yeah. That's what I would do if yeah. I was told. Now, how about that? Said and done, but that's what I would do. I would. Sign, sign a big-time tackle. You, you don't even have to be rolling them around. It could be that, that tackle from the Browns. It could be him. It could, or you can sign, you can sign and make a trade. I don't know. But I would say that would be the most important thing to me is is you got to upgrade an offensive line because if you don't have anybody that can protect your quarterback, it doesn't matter who you got wide receiver. You can have Jerry Rice, prime Jerry Rice. You can have Randy Moss at wide receiver. If you can't protect the quarterback, then – your, your offense is, is pretty much dead. You can't have your quarterback go through his progression and read his coverages if he don't have time to throw the football. He's constantly running for his life. So that's and, and run a risk of getting hurt because he got an offensive line that can't protect. So if you ask me, you got to get you either a left tackle or a guard and get your interior in the middle of your defense because if the interior middle of your defensive line is solid, that helps the edge rushers on the outside. But that already you improved your team already just by, like that alone. So that's what I would do if I'm the Bears or if I was running the gym. That's what I would do. Good call, Chase. That's a, that's a fantastic call, and I appreciate it. You and I are uh, anti-Mayo bros. I, I, yeah. I, I, I feel that, man. All right, Chase. Enjoy your rest of the night, man. All right, Chase. Have a good night. Now, uh, Nick mentioned the uh, shake. Uh, the, the fun fact that people always give is the – the cake has a cup of mayo in the cake at Portillo's as well. Listen, I'm not a sweets guy, and I'm not a mayonnaise guy, so I'm out on both of those. I will tell you this, though. Portillo's has the best cheese fries in the city. They have a great hot dog. Their burger is completely underrated, and the beef dipped, fantastic. And I love the chopped salad. You might think I'm crazy, but the chopped salad from Portillo's is great. Chris and Portage, you're on ESPN 1000. Top three needs. What do you got, Chris? 
you know, I, I, I got to echo on the Portillo stuff. I love the Portillo's. Anything at Portillo's, from the Coke to the hot dog, even the veggie dog. I don't know if you tried it recently. I, you know, I've oh, had it. Uh, Abdallah and I ordered them one night. We were sitting here. We uh, Didn't they call them the garden dog or something? Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. we tried them here on the show. Yeah, they were, they were pretty good. They got a smoky flavor to them, pretty yeah. delicious from yeah. overall. But but football, I've got to argue with you from an overall from the wide receiver standpoint. Yeah. Because football is all about offensive and, and counterproductive and, and counter uh, countering people on the way from it, too. Uh, and I think Ryan Poles knows that why it's why we drafted cornerbacks and safeties. He realizes that the whole league has a bunch of wide receivers from overall. We can't just match them power for power because if you get the best receivers in place, it's not going to matter. They're going to have scores. Defense we got. Their, receive, their quarterback has all day long in the pocket to throw. We need to have pressure to him only to counter the other teams only from overall. So it's, it's realizing not just where we need deficiencies, but where we need to position ourselves relative to our competition in the market, uh, market from a two and Again, if you look at who, who we have right now and who we're playing against, getting more receivers is not going to put us on par with them. We'll lose every single game in a shootout from 50 nothing from overall. We need to get pressure to the quarterback. From, and I couldn't echo what the uh, previous caller said more from it overall. Getting the defensive line, starting with the line from overall, and then looking what we can to protect the offensive line from Justin Fields. Yeah, so you're going with defensive line first, then you're going linebacker? Yep. yep. Okay, and then so offensive line? Field to protect the defense. Yep. All right, good call, Chris. Appreciate you. How about that? Chris agreeing with Chase on the on the south side. I mean, usually usually people are calling up and yelling at Chase. What a night for Chase. Maybe it's because Abdallah's not here. I don't know. Norm on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. Needs for the Bears. Top three. What do you have, Norm? Yeah, I, you know, Jose Abreu cannot play first base. Enough. Oh, this how is many, Tim on the south side. Hold on. Did, did you give Nick your name as Norm? Or are you, yeah. try, are you trying lies. to? I've gotten lied to. I'm trying to fake you guys out. Hey, what, uh, it's not a fake. I appreciate when you call. This is Johnny Quinto Hold on, I'm, I'm Abreu, talking. So you're 81 I appreciate you calling. You want to talk White Sox? This is how fun. How many losses does that mean you're going to have this year without Abreu and Quinto? How many? I don't know. Yeah, Probably a lot. 81 and 81 They're not good. They're bad. 81 and 81 with Cueto and Abreu. How many losses are you going to have now? I was told by Rick Hahn that there are going to be interesting trades this offseason. Oh, yeah. Clevenger to take over for Cueto, a washed-up pitcher. Yes. That is beautiful. That's yeah, going nice. to be some great. And what Jose about... Abreu is going to play for the World Series Championship. Yeah. Houston Astros? What are they going to do with the bat? Oh, how are they going to fill that? What the hell is going on <laughs> with this? You know, you had a window that is now shut. Yeah. No, and I, I'm with you. shut it. And now there's no money to spend. Now you got to get $8 million to Clevenger? Tim, how are, how are your Cubs doing? Are they going to sign oh Cody my Bellinger? God. Uh, the, the future looks bright. I got oh, it's a bright shades, future over friend. there? Yeah, you got shades out? Yeah. Hey, listen, keep talking. Now you don't have to talk about the draft in April. You're doing it right now. <laughs> for the Bears or for the White Sox? I mean, Sox? the three and nine, the three and nine Bears. You're talking about what is the need for the Bears? Yes. Hey, hey, that's actually hey, how I sound too. Hey, the Bears. What are we going to do? I, I say we need a punter. <laughs> a punter. Yeah, well, that's, because they that's can't a terrible score, thought. So you might as well get the best punter available. They could score. Is Their Ray offense Guy's has been great with Justin available? Fields. Is Ray Guy's grandson available? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's okay. in the draft. But so, so who's going to play first base for the White Sox now? Wait, what do you think about the new manager for Who's the White Sox? Who's going to play first base for the White Sox now? I don't know. They're going to have to sign someone. No, it's Andrew Vaughn, stupid. You don't even know well, the White Sox. No, the, hold on. You're asking a question. I said they got to find someone. You You're assuming you know, Andrew like Vaughn's going to be on the team. You're just I keeping everyone? They're all coming back. Play first. They're all coming back? Yeah, they're all coming back. Okay. Andrew Vaughn's playing first, stupid. 
Okay, he can play first base. I don't care. Yes, he can. But can he hit like Jose Abreu? No. Abreu won an MVP. Can Clevenger hit a pitch like Cueto? No, he can't hit. You're right. You're a big... Okay, I just wanted to verify what you guys are talking about is ridiculous. We're talking Bears Bears football. Why would we be talking White Sox tonight? Well, I don't know. Have you listened to this show before? We talk football. I'm sorry. We talk football. You know that we talk football. This is so exciting. Let's talk about macaroni and cheese and what the Bears' needs are. Well, what's your favorite side? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Hey. Yeah, I got you. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Break. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Can I kick it? Kick it. We really have the best listeners at night. Black Abdallah weeknight 6-8 right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. I don't think Tim from the South Side answered my question about his favorite side. I think he. Uh, I don't think he saw that one coming. Thought he uh, thought I wanted to talk Andrew Vaughn, no, which I, I trust which him. I didn't. No, I, I didn't. can't trust him ever. I did not want to talk Andrew Vaughn. We're talking Bears football tonight here on ESPN One Thousand. Black and Abdallah, Chris Black in Abdallah has the night off. You can call us at three one two three three two three seven seven six. James on the south side. We're talking needs for the Bears in this off season. Your top three needs. I want the wide receiver position solved. I want an edge rusher, and I also want a left tackle. Top three needs. What do you think, James, on the south side? What's going on, Black? Um, my top three needs, man, uh, like I was, I would definitely uh, uh, rock with you on definitely getting that uh, wide receiver, first of all. Yeah. Uh, but then something I also wanted to think about was the offensive line because I watched uh, C.J. Stroud uh, put the, uh, you know, try to go against Michigan, and I noticed that Ohio State have a – always has had a steel curtain. So he's going to be faced with the same ordeal that Justin Fields is. They used to stand behind a wall of people that you cannot get past, and you have all day to throw the ball. And so he appears to be a pocket passer, but he's going to end up having to run. So the Bears has to build uh, Fields a steel wall. And uh, then we definitely going to need that edge rusher to uh, solidify a little bit more on that defensive side. Absolutely. Okay, I've got you down, James. Thanks for the phone call. My man. Thanks, man. That's James yep. on the south side. We go to Esteban in Texas listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Esteban? What do you think? Top three needs. What do the Bears need? It, uh, easily, uh, you know, you go with the best available. Will Anderson is just an outstanding player. Michael Parsons type player. And you can see how they're doing. Uh, Michael Parsons transformed that defense uh, yep. up in Dallas. You know, th- then I'd probably go um, maybe, I-, I was thinking offensive linemen. And, but, you know, receivers, you know, what you brought up, uh, you know, T. Higgins, when you brought up him earlier, you know, I, you know, I don't know if Cincinnati's going to have money to pay Burrow and Chase. Right. So, you know, and I, I heard some rumblings of maybe D-Hop in, in, uh, in Arizona being disgruntled, so maybe we could use, you know, uh, our free agent money on a skill position alpha one that, you know, we know from day one they're alpha uh, instead of, you know, reaching for rookies that might or might not happen. So Will Anderson's up there, best available. I don't, I don't think it's even a question. You know, that'll help our, our secondary out. Then I think we go tackle, and then I probably want to go, again, like the skill position players I want to go in, in a free agency. Because I, I don't know if the receivers will be that great coming out of college. There are some TCU fella 
and a couple of guys, but you know, nothing like D Hop or T Higgins. So yeah, if those, if those guys see. are available, Esteban. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for listening in Texas on the ESPN Chicago app. The, the the problem there with the wide receivers and free agency is that yeah, if Hopkins somehow becomes available, that might be a guy. Higgins, if available, that that would be a decent option. Outside of that, the wide receivers available in free agency are terrible. So Ryan Poles is going to have to do this through the draft. Unless he can find a way to trade, Espon mentions that Hopkins may be disgruntled in Arizona. I would respond with who isn't disgruntled with the Arizona Cardinals. That team is just a complete mess. Um, but I, I think that Poles is going to have to fix the wide receiver position through the draft, uh, mainly because that's going to be the best available I think free agency, Nelson Aguilar is like going to be the best available wide receiver in free agency. That doesn't do anything for me. I mean, he was he was a, a nice player at USC. He's a decent like number three wide receiver on a good team, but he's not going to change this wide receiver core. Dean in Aurora, you're on ESPN 1000. Top three needs for the Bears. What do you think, Dean? Good on, boys. How you doing tonight? What's up, man? All right. Here's how the Bears are going to win the offseason. Top three needs. Okay. Number one is an edge. Going to go out and sign Marcus Davenport. There's your edge guy. That's someone who gets to the quarterback and does a good job. Number two, get a left tackle. Love that idea. Orlando Brown Jr. is going to be your guy to get at left tackle. They've got the resources for it. And then number three is your three technique, defensive tackle, interior and that's going to be Deron Payne. So there are the three needs. And then when they get to the draft night, they're going to be sitting pretty, hopefully, at number two. They trade down. They get Quentin Johnson out of TCU. There is their number one receiver. You have extra capital for the want. You can trade back into the first round with the extra capital you get when you get the trade down it for number two. Awesome. Good call, Dean. Appreciate you. I think that's a good plan there from Dean as the robots take over his phone. (laughs) It sounded like T-1000 was just breaking through the phone line to come after him with his thoughts on the Bears. Robots didn't like his plan. I I thought it was a decent plan. I like the plan, too. But if the bots are coming for you, maybe it's a bad plan. I don't know. Something we have to keep our eyes on. Maybe it's not a good plan if the robots are responding in that fashion. Chris Black here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Uh, Matt Eberflus spoke today at Hallis Hall. A lot of questions need to be answered with the health about this team. Uh, here's the response from Eberflus earlier today. Is Justin Fields going to play this week? Uh, will it be based on his health? Or could the factor uh, could could the bye week this week uh, following the Packers game factor into maybe resting Fields for two weeks? Here's Matt Eberflus earlier today up at Hallis Hall talking about Justin Fields and his health yeah it's truly that it really is you know he's feeling better and like i said yesterday and uh it will see where he is on wednesday you know he's got you know you know 48 hours here to heal up you know until wednesday and then we'll see where it is from there but uh um if he's ready to go like 100 percent, like i said last week to protect himself you know and play the way um it, you know he does and, and perform the way he does and the doctors clear him you know ryan and i say he looks good and he feels good about it then it, it's a green light Okay, so if he's healthy, he will play. Not really sure if we got anything out of that answer, but we'll find out on Wednesday when the Bears practice again and the the Bears will have to release a designation on the injury for Justin Fields 
Is there more of an emphasis this week to get Fields healthy for the Green Bay game? It's a big rivalry game. Here's Matt Eberflus today. Yep, it's Packers week, you know, so uh, certainly we'll have more optimism and more excitement uh, for those decisions, but it'll still come down to see if he's ready. If he's ready, he's ready, and that's going to come down to strength and mobility. And if it is that way, he's got a green light. If he's ready, he's ready. Uh, It's Matt Eberflus earlier today at Hallis Hall. Uh, Darnell Mooney uh, got injured uh, yesterday against the Jets. Here's Eberflus on the wide receiver. Yeah, so Darnell Mooney, uh, you know, his ankle, and he's likely to have surgery, and he's going to be done for the season. Um, so uh, to IR. So we'll we'll see where that goes. We'll have more specifics and details as that comes out. But he still has to, you know, see the doctor uh, again, and, and we'll see for what it is from there. But uh, that's where it is. It's, it's unfortunate. You know, I talked to Darnell last night. Um, you know, and he was just blocking on the play. You know, we, really nice job by uh, Demo. Uh, obviously, you're on the one-yard line. Typically, you're trying to you know get a first down. Typically, when you see that, you see a run, a run, right, a quick pass, and trying to dig it out of a hole so you don't get punt and pin there. But uh, you know they get field position on you. Uh, but uh, Mooney did a great job blocking on that. It was a second effort. Obviously, a really good run by by David, and uh, you know just the guy ended up trying to tackle him and swung around. You know, also you know swing tackles and his leg was there, and so we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. But that was unfortunate. Uh, for him. So it's Matt Eberflus today at Hallisall. Also on the injury front today, uh, Eberflus talking about Eddie Jackson. With Eddie, well, I, I don't know yet. We're going to find out with Eddie uh, where it is. He has to see the doctor, and uh, we'll get more information as we go from there. Is there a fear that that could be season ending as well? Uh, we don't know yet. We don't know. I mean, it's it's you know we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. We got to prepare. If if it, if it does happen that way, then we'll have to get some young guys ready to play. Okay, so there's Matt Eberflus today at Hallis Hall. Mooney out for the season on IR. Uh, Jackson, we'll see. Fields, we'll see. So there's a lot of seeing that's going to go on this week at Hallis Hall as the Bears prepare for the Packers. Uh, we'll continue talking Bears football right here on ESPN 1000. It's Black and Abdallah. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. When you're at home, don't miss Black and Abdallah. Tell your smart speaker to, to play ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. to Tyler Aki producing tonight's show of Luck and Abdallah. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. We'll have a lot of Bears conversation, a little college football with you as well. We do have an announcement uh, for the class. Uh, Thursday night, 6 to 8, you can join us at Binney's in Lincoln Park. That's right. Black and Abdallah live from Binney's from 6 to 8 on Thursday night, Binney's in Lincoln Park. We'll be with few whiskey, and here's the deal. Uh, Each show at the station had a chance to hand-select a barrel of whiskey, and they are bottling the barrels, and each show has bottles that can be available for purchase. Uh, There will be a Black and Abdal bottle. There will be a Waddle and Sylvie bottle, Carmen and Yurko, and Cap and Jay Hood. Uh, Few whiskey will all be there. You can taste all the different uh, bourbons that we selected. Uh, It'll be a great night with few whiskey. It uh, should be a great time. Binnie's in Lincoln Park on Thursday. Come on out. We'll be doing the, sh- the show live during the event. So the event starts at 6. 
Black and Abdallah, we, we will go on the air at 6. The event will be going on in the background. We will just be in the side corner uh, talking to ourselves, doing our stupid little segments like Zoo News and the Song of the Night. Uh, but the important thing on Thursday night is the whiskey few whiskey it was a great time we went to their distillery we got to taste all the different whiskeys uh we had a draft to select the whiskeys that will be uh available for purchase uh and uh honestly uh black and abdallah we we selected something that we think is more approachable something for the everyday whiskey drinker we're not looking to be uh snooty with it we're not looking to maybe uh give you a, a little uh, tidbit of whiskey wednesday information we're just there to drink and that's a veiled shot at Carmen in the Whiskey Wednesday. But we're there to win as well. The Black and Abdallah bottle for the everyman. That's what we're doing on, on Thursday night. So you can uh, get your bottle of few whiskey, and each show will have their bottle. You can taste them all. Should be a great time on Thursday night. Uh, Tyler's producing the show tonight with Nick. And uh, Tyler was with me on Saturday filling in for Abdallah for Chicago's College Tailgate. And boy, Tyler, we spent all day previewing Michigan and Ohio State, and I did not see what took place in the second half. I didn't think that that was a possibility of taking place. The fact that Michigan was losing at halftime, and then they come out and score 28 points, 28-3 to in the second half. They run the football. Donovan Edwards with two really long runs at the end, 216 yards carry, uh, two touchdowns. And then J.J. McCarthy was fantastic. The, the question that we kept having in the, in the show on Chicago's College Tailgate on Saturday was, can J.J. McCarthy be good enough for this team to win? And he, he proved it on Saturday. He made big throws when they needed him to make big throws, and he found some wide-open guys, too. Like, credit to the receivers, credit to the play calling, too. Seemed like a lot of guys were schemed open, and he just made some of the easy throws that he needed to make in that game, and that was certainly enough for Michigan. Yeah, that was a fun game to watch early in the day. On Saturday, the nightcap, USC, they beat Notre Dame 38-27. to And I am shocked at how well the USC rush defense was against Notre Dame. Uh, USC on the ground only gave up 90 yards of rushing, which to this point this season, I thought Notre Dame was going to bully, to push, to control the line of scrimmage, and just kind of do what they what Midwestern teams do against the skilled position players from the West Coast. I was shocked at the ability for USC to stop the run, to limit it, and then also the fact that they can their offensive line has played great in the last few weeks. USC's offensive line has been doing great work, uh, and, and that's where you see a situation where Caleb Williams is allowed to shine. Austin Jones carried the ball for 25 yards, 154, uh, 25 carries for 154 yards. Uh, he's the backup. Uh, and, and he's out there having a great game. And Caleb Williams, 232 yards, one touchdown. But on the ground, Williams had three rushing touchdowns, nine carries for 35 yards, but the three touchdowns. And really, like, when you watch USC and you're watching Justin Fields this season with the Bears, like, there, it is very obvious that the game-breaker style of quarterback is here for today's football. And if you have one of those guys, it's a great equalizer when it comes to everything else that you have to deal with building a winning football program. Justin Fields makes up for so many uh, lack of talented players or, or deficiencies and mistakes. And Caleb Williams kind of does that too. Because like the story of USC, today is the one-year anniversary of the date that 
Lincoln Riley took the job at USC. I'm a USC fan. I would have never expected USC to be in the situation that they're in today. 11-1, and one, going to the Pac-12 championship game on Friday night. They face off against Utah. They can revenge the loss earlier in the year on the road to Utah. The game's in Las Vegas. And if they win that game, they get a chance to go to the national title. So uh, it, it, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm surprised that they were able to do it this quickly. The offensive skill position players that transferred in are obviously uh, notable. Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from Pitt. Caleb Williams from Oklahoma. But defensively, they don't have the talent that they will have in the future. So like this is just the beginning, and they're this good. And I think that's what's really cool about it. As a USC fan, big game on Friday night. No Black and Abdallah on Friday night. Uh, we'll be carrying the uh, Pac-12 championship game right here on ESPN 1000. So good college weekend, and we'll have more uh, college football conversation here on the show throughout the week. Lucas and Shorewood, you're on ESPN 1000. Real quick, Lucas, we only have a couple minutes. Go ahead, Lucas. What's up, Black? How are you tonight? I'm good, man. Good. So I think I heard this on your show maybe like two, three weeks ago when uh, Frank Wright got fired. Um it could have been somebody else, though. But my top three people, top three needs, sure. my number one is going out and getting DeForest Buckner because I think that Indy's going to be trying to rebuild, move all those big pieces around. And I think Shaq is their key piece. Sure. I think we'll be able to get like give like a third or maybe a fourth for him just because they're trying to move him and get him out of there because that contract is huge. Then next, if we have that top five pick like we're projected to, um, I think we should trade back as much as I want Will Anderson I think we need to trade back and get more pieces and be able to get more in the first round. And then after edge position, I think it's wide receiver and or O-line. Either one can really go. Um, I think we should try and get wide receiver through free agency, but not always possible. But O-line is huge, too. But thanks, man. Good call, Lucas. Call again, all right, Lucas? Always do. Thanks, man. That's Lucas. We go to Bud in Elgin. You got 20 seconds, Bud. Last call tonight. What's up? I think they need an offensive coach to be able to teach the wide receivers to be able to teach their offensive line because the wide receivers are big and strong. Sure. And the offensive line could run ball. How can you not do both and go all in on a defensive line? And thank you guys for um, standing in there and being a headline show at the end of the night because I've always been a big fan of you guys. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. That's the way we view it. The headline show at the end of the night. Thank you, bud. Call again, okay? That's, Always. That's Bud in Elgin. Yes, the he- the headline show. Last up, Black and Abdallah closing out the the evening. Uh, by the way, uh, two seconds on the Bulls. They play Utah tonight. Five game road trip. They lost to Oklahoma City on Friday night. Is this the beginning of the end for the Bulls? We'll talk to you tomorrow. You are listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN One Thousand. Chicago's home for sports.